Okay, last call. Order now before I turn on the lights and you really see what's going on with yourself. Yeah, I, I know what Chuck Little is, Loki. I'm, I'm not. I don't understand why. Is it, that a Harlem thing? Where you just yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be around. Yeah, I'll be around. I'll, I'm Harlem. Where you from in Harlem? I'm from Harlem. Uptown. N- nigga. Very, very, very. That specific. Chuck, Chuck pulled a pulled a smooth uh 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 smooth move on me to, uh, yeah, uh, on Saturday night. He was like, "Yo, I, yo, you got my SD card?" I'm like, "Yeah, I do. Got your SD card." So he comes out. I'm like, "Huh? I'm about to get Canon SD card." Yo, you could give me a ride uptown to the Bronx. <laughs> yo, he did that to me the other day. Matter of fact, I was walking to my you, car. He's like, "Yo, Nick, you had it. You you had it to Westchester." I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Matter of fact, you could just drop me off at Yankee Stadium." Right. I'm like, "All right." He's like, "But first, I need to go to Dave's house and unload this." I'm like, "Bro, I'm going home right now. I'm not right." Waiting I was already minutes. late to get to Jersey. How how is it my fault? I you're right. So I should have just left you on the corner, and been like, "Nah, I'm out." Cool, I don't smooth. I know how you ask somebody for a ride with an itinerary already built into that. <laughs> like I'm confused. How do you ask somebody for a ride with an itinerary already built into that? Like you like, okay, can you drop me off? But then before you do that, I need to do this at five. This at five thirty. I need to see this person. Because Chuck is Chuck, man. Right. I Chuck, no, I'm not gonna say no, even though I'm like begrudgingly doing it. Through my teeth. I'm like, Chuck oh. hooking us up with his camera work. <laughs> he doesn't charge us. All right, Chuck. Let's go. Then get in the car. Um, what's going on, folks? How you doing? My name is Ken. I'm Nick. And you listen to the Last Call podcast. Uh, Dave is. You know what Dave is doing? I have no clue. I right. didn't even feel like asking. Yeah, I didn't even feel like doing that. <laughs> he said, "Oh, tonight I can't, can't shake it." I'm like, "Shake what? Shake dog? What? You, you making chicken, bro? A, an addiction? What you got going on, right. Dave?" Um, so Dave um, is um, here in spirit. Um, but not in uh, presence. So we brought somebody else to fill his spot. Go ahead, Miss. Introduce yourself. Um, my name is Isis. People call me Ice. Ice Money. Ice Money. <laughs> ice Money bags. You're definitely saved in my phone as ice with like a cloud of snow. See. Now, okay. So who did that? Did you put it in it like that, or did you put it in? I think like I did. That? Okay. Because at first I didn't know how to spell Isis. I didn't know if it was I C. You know what I'm saying? You I didn't, didn't want to be offensive. Yeah. So I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna put ice. <laughs> Couple snowflakes and some smoke. There we go. That's ice. There you go. How do you spell your name? I S I S. I S I S. Okay. They, you, you don't get people come at you like, oh, is this? I do. Are you? You're not. Like, yeah. Didn't I you? Don't, have you don't have terrorism. Are you on time for it anymore? Are you on the no fly list? Is what I'm asking you. I remember she had to sun somebody <laughs> out for uh, for disrespecting her name, and she yeah. had to let them know where ISIS actually comes from. Yeah. Um, where does it come from? Isis is an Egyptian goddess. She's like the mother of the world and the universe. She was the very first god ever created, and she's what manifested everything else that came after her. I love that. She's word, a creator. Okay. Um, she is like the creator of life. She is the goddess of fertility, harvest, love, womanhood, respect. Learn something. Why wouldn't day, anybody yeah. want to be named Isis? Yo, I'm saying. Right. I'm trying to name my daughter Isis Junior. <laughs> Wait, what? How does, does that, that work? happen? Has that happened? How does that work? I'm doing it. Has, Yo. has a mother ever oh, named shit. her daughter the same name? I've, ne- I've, I've, I've never, never seen, seen it, that. never heard of it. Naming is, is named after her mother? Naming is a sexist industry. Oh, your sister's daughter. Crazy. Okay. Yeah. yeah, what do you call a woman who is the third? Or, you know what I mean? Or even a second. Is she a junior? Is it a junior? Chuck? Oh, no, she's not a junior. But why not? Like she should be, right? Yeah, she should be, but she's not. They just like Juniette. 
Oh man. Yo, speaking of name pronunciations, right? So today I took an Uber over here. Okay. And usually, I'll keep it real, whenever I get into an Uber or I'm sitting next to someone on the airplane, that person is never attractive. They're either way too old or just not my type. It's it's, it's very rare. I've never. It's a unicorn. Today I met a unicorn. So I get into the Uber and at my peripheral to my to my right i see a woman or whatever but then i turn and i'm like oh she's actually attractive so i felt weird because i was like this has never happened to me before right and i'm like uh do i do i spark a conversation with this person so i thought about whatever was on my mind and i was like you know what so you did i did okay and i was like you know how'd you start off this conversation this is exactly what i did i looked at her and i was like do you know what the best part about today is (laughs) she looked at me (sighs) <laughs> she had one of those. <laughs> right? I'm like over here, like That's she nice. looked at me and she she was like, "What?" And I was like, "It's 6:35 p.m. and it is still daylight." And she was like, "You know what? Smooth. You're right." And we just started talking about about sunshine. She's like, "Yeah, I just came back from DR. She's from DR. She had an accent and everything." So she's Dominican, is what you're saying? She's Dominican. Mm. Not. I don't know if it's out. the same DR you go to. <laughs> Let me find out. Nick Loki got all the like smooth Loki charm and everything. He's like, I swear I'm a nice guy. I am a nice guy though, isn't it? Like, if if a dude walks, that's, that's the jig. That's a dude, the setup. And then he like, nah. you know what the best part of today is? <laughs> <laughs> but if a dude asked you that, you would have to respond because you gotta agree. It's like it's dope that it's it's a. Uh, Finally, it's about to be spring, you know? Nick is low-key dropping gems for y'all dudes that don't know how to talk hey, to women. Stop asking women dumb yes questions. Yes or no, no questions. Right. You have to ask open-ended questions. Yeah. Sentimental ones. Ones that the ones pull that, them heartstrings. You like. know, you got to connect. Um, so, yeah. Had a nice convo, then got dropped off for the podcast. Right. Um, so, um, I That's mean, not important. <laughs> but So, uh, did you get a number? Or That's not important. Did, okay. You didn't say no, so... so so Ice, what you been up to? <laughs> um, What's new? Wait, no, we're not getting off this Uber we're not stuff, off bro. Uber t- nah, because people meeting Ubers is a thing in New York City. Is that really a thing? It's I've really never, a, I've it's, never it's met anyone in an Uber. Me either, and I don't ever plan that I wanted to, to stay in contact either because I'm like, what? That's weird. That's like, right. I'm good. But people ha- have people Uber. tried to shoot their shot at you in an Uber? Never me, no. Okay. Um, Uber drivers have yes. Uber oh God, how does that work? It's you know it's so funny you said that because the last time I got picked up from an airport I got picked up by a dude and he was telling me on the way just trying to mm-hmm. I guess create small talk um, he was like yeah I was like he was saying something about being an Uber driver I was like all right how long you been an Uber driver for oh six seven months oh yeah it has perks right yeah like the women on a Friday <laughs> Saturday night it'd be crazy son I'm like oh my oh God. no dental huh yeah. <laughs> no nah, my friend she told me that she so she's hooked up with two people in Ubers twice well wait once your friend was- has hooked up with Uber drivers, drivers or people in an Uber. I'm gonna get to it. Okay, let me shut up. I'll sit back. <laughs> so the first time she did it, it was with somebody that she pooled with. Okay. And I was like, that's so weird. Like, yeah, this was a pool that I was in today. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, right. it was a pool. Um, and the second time she did it was with the Uber driver. So she did hook up with Uber driver. Wait, was this the same Uber. night? No. Okay. It so. wasn't that far apart though. So okay. they got they exchanged numbers or whatever. I don't even think. Wait, huh? Wait, yeah. <laughs> like, the Uber driver, like, he was like dropping her off. Okay. And she's like, You're kind of cute. Want to come in? Wait, oh, so that was that night? Yes. Oh, with the Uber driver? The, both nights were that night. Oh, wait. So yes. she hooked up with both Uber people the same night? Not the same no, night. Same. Not, but, but like, let's say I meet you in the Uber, I hook up with you right then. That night. Wow. Yep. 
She did it twice. And my homeboy said the same thing that he he's like, oh yeah, I smash girls from Ubers all the time. And I was like, what? So Wait, you know how? multiple people that have. I'm so your boy. Thing. Not only do you save half off the bill, mm-hmm. but you also get to leave pay. with somebody. Yeah, you get a happy ending too. That's mm-hmm. dope. Ain't gotta pay for no date or nothing. I can't say. Oh, that's crazy. Everything has turned. Yo, everything in this media in this uh technology age has turned into a dating app mm-hmm. right like even venmo mm-hmm. somebody i know met somebody off venmo How? because they saw all right so their friend sent somebody money that they didn't know who the other person was they clicked on you know how you could click on the uh, link because all through facebook exactly clicked on it added friend found her on facebook linked up, linked up. it was just of, the, the speaking ex- of linked up i'm just use linkedin as my that's how you shoot. <laughs> okay. That's LinkedIn how you shoot. Shots on LinkedIn. Where where you go to school? Get to check the what's your job? What's your job looking like the past Hello. five years? Hello, y'all Uber. Oh, you an executive? <laughs> oh, right. that's at least eighty thousand a year. Mm. LinkedIn yeah, is right. definitely the best the best research tool. Period for a date. I'm not even gonna lie. Like I've told women who I've been on dates with. Yes, I know what school you went to. Yes, I know what your second job out of college was. I've done my research on you. Yeah, you should. You should. I hope I hope everybody does their research. Because the worst thing in the world is to find out that the person you're dating is an ex-con or somebody who's on uh, a wanted list. Well, I think that's the that's like you said earlier. It's like the benefits of technology nowadays is just the accessibility to not only people, but the accessibility to information about people is within mm-hmm. your fingers' reach. Right? All it does don't take hard to Twitter search somebody's name or Google search somebody's name but, and they link. But then it. it gets a little scary because you can also scary. find people's addresses. Exactly. I've so. had my name removed from certain address lists. Like you could Google your name right now. Oh, I'm sure of it. And I've, your I've done addresses it. will pop up. I've done up. it. Like if somebody doesn't like you, they could dead ass find. Luckily, I'm at. a junior and there's like other six other or eight other Kenneths. Oh, yeah. They so. might pop up at your dad's yeah, house. Yeah. So go I'm ahead. Track- people can't track me. My dad I like six four. Go see him. <laughs> Good luck finding me. That's the other thing. I've had like six, like, seven addresses. Yeah. Seven different states I found in the last a spot. Like six years. I found my LA address. On right. So I was like, oh, bet I'm not going to remove that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, live, found, I found like I my- I live on North Figueroa. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Go send, send me some mail. I, I found my um, first Michigan address when I was looking for it. I lived in like three other places in oh, Michigan. Yeah. Y'all got to connect. Oh, what's up? Oh, you- well, oh, you, where you from? Oh, shoot, you from Detroit? Oh, what up, though? Oh, shit, what up, though? <laughs> Yo, we out oh, here, we though. Are. We out here, let's though. Go, let's go. <laughs> no, I, I, so I, I lived are in... Are you lying? I lived, no, I, oh. yeah, I'm just made this shit up. Like, okay. I just, I Google searched uh, 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 Detroit <laughs> phrases before I got here. No, I lived in uh, Michigan, in um, Wayne County, Oakland County for like four years. Oh, okay, dope. But, um, like, it was like a stint in between living in New York, born and raised in New York, Moved out to Michigan four years, went out to Europe for a little bit, and came back to New York. Cool. Yeah, so how many kids you got? Zero to which Wayne County? Which part of Wayne County? Um, which city? Oh, we can get into the specifics. So the cities I lived in, uh, I lived in Royal Oak. She's uh-huh. checking you right now. I lived now. in Novi. I lived in Farmington Hills. Um, so I lived in Plymouth and Canton. And oh, you know so exactly so, what it is. So exactly. Know, that's why I was like, yeah, you lit. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah. Um, so wait, you from out there? Born and raised mm-hmm. out there? Okay. Wow, that's interesting. So you have like the perspective of Detroit, like you would say like early 90s, mm-hmm. uh, mid 90s, late 90s to when it was like, so when did you come to New York? Um, I moved to New York technically last year in January after I graduated college, um, but I was here the summer prior to, gra- like not really prior to graduating. So basically I interned in New York City for Bleach Report um, 2000 and 16 
the summer. Okay. And then I went back to school and graduated December, like fall 2016. Okay. And then I moved back January 7th. Gotcha. Like 2017. Gotcha. Yeah. So I, I lived in Michigan 2007 to 2011. That so when you were in Michigan though, it was like ghost town, right? It wasn't so it was, what Detroit is. So now. I try to explain to people like the, the the best way I could explain it when I lived there. So downtown Detroit, like where Riverwalk, where Riverwalk is, where the stadiums mm-hmm. are, where Comerica and Fort. So like I try to explain to people and, and tell me if I'm accurate. Imagine being in uh, downtown New York City, let's say Times Square, like the heart of the city, mm-hmm. right? Rush hour on a Wednesday, five p.m. and seeing nobody. No cars, no people. Yeah. The commercial buildings where there's, let's say there's a lot where there's supposed to be 10 commercial buildings, maybe one or two. Mm-hmm. The re- eight or nine are just vacant. Like, and it's just blowing your mind. Like, this used to be the third most populated city yeah. in uh, the United States of America. We did it before everybody else did it. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, Detroit was the city. It was like, not for nothing. Detroit was like New York before New York was New York. Like, in terms of like what we did for different industries like mm-hmm. music industry yes. yeah, auto Motown. industry yes. like even like our food and like packaging certain things like we have like sodas and like and popcorn and like a bunch of just different yeah like, Detroit was like that Detroit industrial in- capital yeah. right yeah. Yeah. Exactly. the, the in, uh, industrialization of America of America was right. built on the back of Detroit and that's why Detroit in, plummeted right. so deeply because it had all like if you put everything on one ledge and then that shit falls then the bottom the bottom's out right like, plus Kwame was fooling so the week that I moved there listen <laughs> listen the week that I moved there was the week that Kwame got uh, Kwame Kilpatrick who was the mayor of Detroit was that week was <clears throat> when he got brought up on text messages the, the text messages oh, charges yeah, the text messages. that brought him down what what text messages so he was sending text messages to some woman he was having an affair with mm-hmm. and like in the text messages <clears throat> Let out like stuff he was doing with the campaign and money oh, that he was sending places, and it 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 in in essence led to his downfall, You're which got live him. by the tech, die he by the tech. Literally was saying like he would have parties like every single night in the mansion that was in Indian Village, which is like a very like it's a well known neighborhood in downtown Detroit that has like mansions and stuff. He would be throw he bought a mansion in Indian Village, said it was for like his like family, like he bought it through his campaign money, and was like this is part of PR and like because I'm a mayor of Detroit blah 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 he was just throwing parties there like wow. play, it was like a playboy mansion but of Detroit damn and he was give, putting like all his mans yep. on oh, the jobs, most right? unqualified what Trump is doing right now yeah. in right, essence right, right, right. and giving them all 70,000 80,000 you want to be in charge of commerce yep. yeah yep. you want to be county executive yep. pretty much <laughs> yes yes mm-hmm. bro so like and I'm just had no idea so mm-hmm. I'm thrown into the keep fire. it real though and I just want to play devil's just, advocate though if you were in a position, right, you're in a governmental position and three year dudes went to college, but they might not be the most three qualified. Or t- three or 35. I'm not talking about Trump. I'm not talking about Trump. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. Oh, you're, three or 35. So wait, if Kwame had that yes. many people? Yes, bro. Oh, that's wild. Yes. Oh, damn. I can't even play Kwame double Hood <laughs> on. Yes. Kwame put the whole hood on. Shout out to Kwame, though, for that. <laughs> shout out to Kwame for dropping. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nobody else was going to give him those jobs. So shout out to Kwame. Right. So, he took one for the team. Yeah, so, 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 like, so this is what I tried to explain to people, especially for people back in New York, because yeah. it's, it's such a paradigm shift, right? Because when America was going through the recession, we didn't feel that shit here. We did not feel that in New York. You could mm-hmm. still go to Times Square yeah, and true. see it filled with people, and you could still see lights on, and tourists everywhere, cars bumping, economies bumping. You heard recession. You didn't really feel it. 
it was it was a, a, a night and day so impact. What was it what like? happened in Detroit? What was it like driving through Detroit? On a regular... Bro, burnt out houses. houses. Mm. But I'll tell you where that comes from. Though. Our houses started beginning to... Our houses were burned down after the Detroit race riots in okay. 1960. My mother, she still tells me stories. It happened on Woodward. And my grandma still lives in the same house that she raised everybody in uh-huh. that my mom was raised in. And my mom, she like... When we first talked about the race riots, I was probably like fifth grade. I had to do a project on it. And I had to like interview my family for mm. it. And my mom was like... I. Like I can show you better than I can tell you. So we went to my grandma's house and she, we kneeled on my grandma's couch that sits in front of the window. And she was like, I was sitting like this and like we kneeled on the couch, look out the window. And she was like, I was peeking outside and I was watching tanks go by. Tanks go by, people fighting in the streets. Like, yeah. And like Detroit really suffered from that heavily. Like it was a lot of racism in Detroit after that because that's how it all started. Mm -hmm. And black people thought that like, okay, we'll get back at the white man by burning down all their establishments but like you're burning down your neighborhood so when a white man decides I will no longer invest in your neighborhood I'm gonna pack up all my things and my money get this insurance claim and go to the suburbs and 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 that's what they did and they built out the suburbs and so like we just you know we have to, I just think as black people in general we have to be a little bit smart about how we decide that we're gonna get back at white people or like how we're gonna Get, not get back but like call it even or like get our due because right. like sometimes we end up like hurting ourselves or right ourselves I mean we way. have to be more focused on us ourselves. and seeing the bigger picture it's not even about getting back Other, exactly exactly not yeah. putting our, our our focus on getting back at them but big getting ourselves building ourselves up, up. exactly yeah. right. so it's like instead of like so the race riots I think lasted for like a, a week and in that week instead of like burning down every single establishment like what if we had like three meetings and conferences where we all rallied our money together and right. opened up our own bar to go to instead because it all st- the fight began at a bar uh-huh. so it's like instead of like burning down that bar and then all the other bars around there and then all the other <coughs> gas stations and everybody else who once wronged you why don't we not just have a couple conferences and meetings throughout that week and put our money together and build our own bar right. see this is why you have the job you have now so <laughs> <laughs> throwing events putting shit together wait alright so yeah, yeah so what, t- so talk what about you what you're doing at Bleacher Report but, but before we get to that I do want to say that I have heard good things better things about Detroit we are on as the rise. a whole don't sleep yeah between um, the, becoming a like a second uh, or third Silicon Valley to mm-hmm. Austin, Texas. It's like that's where money is going now. Now the yep. tech hubs are going to Detroit and they're shooting movies there so they're giving, the film yep. budgets are giving more money to Detroit and it's it's slowly but surely climbing and on the rise. And not only that, I remember when houses when I lived there and I didn't have the money. No, I shouldn't say that because I did. I just didn't really think to invest because mm-hmm. I was still like 22, 23 at the time. Houses were a dollar. Yeah. One dollar? No, houses still literally cost. You can buy a mansion in Detroit for like fifty thousand dollars. Right. What? Yes. Yes. And it will and I promise you the next like three years. Why aren't people worth, doing this? They like, are. Oh, they are. They are. Slowly Don't but sleep. surely. Why am I not doing this? You need to. We trying to put we dropping Damn, jewels right now. What? <laughs> yo, fifty thousand dollars? Yo, bro, it could get you. That's that means you for a mansion. Mansions, yes. Mansions. Five bedroom. That means you could put down four like bed, five four bathrooms. Yes. Yes. Yes, Nick, yes bro. Really late too to the special, like, this has been happening probably since like 
2009, yep. 2010. And like, not for nothing, the Doughboys got in on that. Of course. <laughs> they was flipping. They, they was flipping Yeah, house that's what like I would, if I was doing that, that's what I put my money Shout out to them dudes down on Shout seven and eight mile. Crash it. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know any of this Detroit talk. Pearson. I heard of eight mile though. Obviously. Joy Row. Joy Row, yeah. Joy Row, bitch, yep. put my money long. Six mile, brick mile. I'm sorry. Nah, so ice. So, so, so yeah. Uh, tell, yeah. Tell okay. What have you been doing over at Bleacher? Because, I mean, I've I've worked with Isis uh, on a couple projects when I was at Bleacher Report, and I didn't know her well yet. But I was like, who's this young girl like bossing it up in here, always in the meetings, um, doing a whole bunch of dope stuff. So what you know what has changed in terms of your day to day? Because I know you got there as an intern, you leveled up, and you joined the branded was it the branded partnership branded, branded content, content team. Yep. Now you're on the events team. Yeah. So yeah, talk about what you're doing. Do you want to know? I kind of want to know timeline, the like the yeah, timeline the path because at Bleacher or before that, because I've been in Turner, I've been a part of Turner family, and you know what? Yeah, give your so, whole like, Turner story. I've been in Turner story. for a second. Well, um, I didn't even so know that. I, be, even before we get into that, um, for those that can't see, I and we're um. I know we have the video, so we're gonna put some video up. Right, you're pretty tall. Like you look like you could dunk on Nick right now. She like, could. <laughs> did Did you play basketball or? I did. Okay. So, um, my I come from a basketball family. My father played professional basketball, and don't try to just front like your dad isn't shit. I know, like, he like dad's like, in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. Um, and he's also the chairman of the retired National Association of Basketball Players. That's dope. Now, hey, he just got up. that on All Star. So. Hey, Yo. put on for him. So it was actually a good all-star for the Haywoods. We were like, oh, we out here. <laughs> <laughs> not for nothing. And not dropping names, but like Adam right. Silver texted my dad and was like, why are you guys out here so tough? We should report He was like, what? And yeah. Um, so my dad, he played professional basketball um, for the Knicks, the Lakers, the Sonics, the Olympics. He has a ring. He was the first player to ever go from straight from high school to pros. And like he had to fight at the Supreme Court. Sure. He was like 19. Wow. That's a big um, fight too. Yeah. Against David Stern, the old commissioner mm-hmm. of the NBA. So that was a real scary fight at like 19 from Mississippi. Oh, where yeah. like he was getting spit on every day. Damn. Um, so like that like fight in me to like work really hard and like do that comes from for sure my dad. of Like just like there ain't no barriers, you know. Um, Damn, I, I, it's hard for me to just let that go by. I know we're gonna touch on your path of basketball, but you just said your dad. I mean, he grew up in the fifties, sixties, right? Um, my father's first memory was him picking cotton. He was a whoa, share, my, my father okay. was a sharecropper. So your dad went from picking cotton to getting to the NBA at nineteen years old, mm-hmm. fighting a culture, a, a war, culture race war, yeah, like like war. What what gems has your dad dropped? into you about about what he's been through like do you know any of his stories so many so 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 many Um, he picked cotton i will say the thing for me that helps me be like all right you're doing it you're doing things for yourself is when i think about my dad telling me that his first memories ever in his life was um he was in a swaddle on his mom's back mm-hmm. and she said, baby, you pick low, I pick high. We have numbers to make. Whoa. And we don't eat unless we have as much cotton as we're supposed to because they were sharecroppers. So, right. so you're not a slave, but you kind of are because you don't own any property. You don't have like, you don't have any like legal records. Like you don't have a way to eat. Like you can't do anything without working on the plantation still. Wow. And so, this was in Mississippi? This was in Mississippi in 19, the father's born in 1949. 
Jeez. And the civil rights movement didn't start till like what, 1967? I don't even know, that's, honestly. That's one <clears throat> that's one generation removed from it. Yeah. That's so that's like I mean, people still wonder why racism is still ingrained in our society. Like that's, that's one, one generation. generation removed from it. That's one, and that's on my dad's side. And right. my mom's side, she has a twin brother who's like Nick's complexion. Literally light eyes, like looks literally actually a lot similar. My mother and I look exactly like. Mm. She would have to go to the store and sit outside while my while her twin brother was able to Going, go inside. Yeah. That's wild. And that's only one generation away from me. That is crazy. Is your mother from Mississippi as well? My mom's from Detroit, born and raised. Oh, your in mom's Detroit. from Detroit. Hey. And that's and then that's in Midwest. Detroit. Yeah. And, and my father and my mother are twelve <clears throat> years apart. And it's Jeez. still the same thing. Right. So But anyway. So, so your dad, he uh he grew up obviously not privileged no. at all. How did he find a way to transition? Like, who was did he? Is his was his dad around or? Mm-mm, um, his his father passed away when uh, like a, two years after he was born, and then his aunt passed away, um, who lived in Chicago. The oldest sibling usually go like male usually back in the day would go up north to go take care of like the aunt to help around the house and stuff like that. So his older brother, my uncle Leroy, went up north, and then. Five years later, my dad went to go see him, and my uncle was at Bowling Green. University. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and he like knocked on his dorm room door, and he's like, "Hey, like, mama sent me up here." He's like, "Who are you?" And he was like, "I'm your brother." Whoa! Because my dad had went from being like five eight and like chubby, like a big chubby guy, to being like six six, like, like, dad, in, like five years. Yeah, <laughs> like it was like instant night and right. day. And so then he's like, "I'll come to basketball practice with me." Blah blah blah. Long story short, the Bowling Green coach was like who is this guy? Like, he might be actually really good. And so then call Will Robinson, the old, do you guys know Will Robinson, that name familiar Mm-mm. from the Pistons? No. Okay. He was like the head coach of the Pistons okay. for a really long time. Um, called him, was like, hey, we have this guy, he's going to be really talented. Can we like move him up to Detroit? So you guys can like, you know, mentor him and like put wow. him through school. So my dad's first time ever going to like School was when he was like fourteen. Mm-hmm. Damn, because he was working on the farm on the in farm. Mississippi. Yeah, that is a dope so, story. Yeah. So, um, yo, it's really not where you start; it's where you finish. Mm-hmm. Like everybody should definitely take note of that. Yeah, you can literally go from being in a field picking cotton to being in the Hall of Fame of the NBA. Mm-hmm. And it remind it kind of reminds me of the Steve Francis story that I read recently. Very different circumstance, but Steve Francis went from selling literally selling crack on the corners in Baltimore to going, playing at a junior college and getting drafted as a number two draft pick yeah, if, in the NBA. For those who haven't read it, it's uh, just find it on the Players' Tribune, the Steve Francis story. It's a really good, I mean, it's in-depth in and it, it's an, it'll keep you intrigued and you will make it to the last period in, in the actual story. Because the, very first, the very first lead, like the lead was, I think, were, I think verbatim he was basically said, it didn't take me long before I realized NBA legends weren't shit. shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so read that. But So where'd you go yeah, to school? Back to ISIS. Uh, a bridge version right. or like the real version? Uh, as long as you were short, you want to make it. Okay. Um, I played college basketball, so I transferred a lot in mm-hmm. my first couple of years because I wasn't really crazy about like the fit okay. and stuff. Um, so I started off at UIC, which is University of Illinois, Chicago. Okay. Um, from there, I went to Gulf Coast State, which is in Florida. Yeah, for sure. And then they made a good run there, in the tournament a couple I went years ago. To a D two school called Dixie State University in Utah, 
Um, and then from there, I went to UNLV. UNLV. And that's where I finished off. Awesome. But how, not, I didn't play at UNLV. Okay. How Now, because I wondered this when we were out there last year. How is it going to school in Vegas? Um, like it's, It was honestly, it taught me like a different level of discipline. No mm. lie. My first semester there, that's how my best friend and I are best friends now because like we both are, we, she was a college athlete right. as well. She played soccer and then she ended up transferring to UNLV. I transferred to UNLV both off of academic scholarships right. um, and we failed a class. It's my first time ever failing. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Was a, that because I of getting caught up? I graduated high school with a 4.35. Uh-huh. Like that's why I got an academic scholarship still and then I failed Jesus a class. Jesus Christ. Now did you fail class because not going to class or just, it was just getting like, caught up? Wait, how the hell do you get a 4.35? Um, I take a lot Extra of credit. classes. <laughs> a lot of AP classes. Um, a lot God. of AP and honor classes. Um, but yeah, so no, it was more so like, I just didn't have my priorities together, right? right? Or I didn't know how to like, I did not know how to like prioritize my time properly. So like throughout the semester, fine. Right. I literally walked into finals with like B's and A's and it was chilling. Right. Finals week, I was like, oh, well then like life is still life. Like it doesn't, it's all fun. Like, no, it's not all fun. Right. Like you got to like sit down and like study. And so like falling flat on my face the first semester. That's real. Forced me. Something. Yeah. I had, to, when I was at UNLV, I was not just at UNLV. I was at UNLV. I was at a community college and I was at a state college and I had to do all of that. I was taking 18 credits a semester, 22 credits a semester. Now you were doing this just to graduate? Just to graduate. Okay. Because I was so far behind because I was, uh, one, I was far behind off that one semester Mm -hmm. then I was also far behind because I had transferred so many times. Right. Right. You lose credits. I'm losing credits. So I'm like literally, I got to UNLV as a undeclared sophomore technically in my like junior year. yeah like my like end of my junior year so they were like you're not gonna graduate for another two or three years and i was like Fuck, yeah, yeah you got me fucked up so then <laughs> i came back when i got admitted to the business college and i like slid the acceptance paper across to my advisor's desk and he was like what is this and i was like remember when you told me i couldn't get accepted into the business mm. college in time mm. hold he that was like, he was like huh and i was like hold that and like i literally walked out on that and i was like All i slid right. it across his desk and i went mic chop <laughs> <laughs> no because like when we went out to Vegas for my birthday last year, yeah. and I was like three days at this. Four, I don't need any more no, than don't. three or four days in this. You I don't, don't know how anybody could stay out here for a week, nonetheless live out here. But you know what? Nonetheless, I guess it's it. Whenever you live somewhere, because even when I lived in LA, uh, the beach was accessible. It was right there. Mm-hmm. And after the first month of living there, I was just I didn't go to the beach right. again for another eight months. Right. So it's like whenever you have something in your face, Times Square. How often do we go to Times Square? Never. Never. So it's like whenever tourists come, they're like, "How how do you concentrate all this, all these lights and all this stuff going on all the time?" People don't go out to Times Square right. or to any of these places that don't sleep. But I will say, I did go out a lot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I went out a lot, but there was always like after failing, like for the first time ever in my life, I was like, "Oh, that's." Oh, that's what that feels like. I don't want to feel that anymore. Wait, but where did you go out though? Because I feel like you get you would get tired of the strip. Were there other things that Vegas yeah. locals know about? Dude, yeah, there's like so many things. It's like you can like go to the strip to go out. Like I'd had multiple different groups of friends, right? So I had like my club friends, my promoter friends, like my people that I like my industry sceney friends. Mm-hmm. Right. I had like my, my college fratty friends that I would go to like bars with and like go to like college frat parties with and like all that stuff. It's so weird. Like, like I don't know where these bars are. The only they're things so that lit. I've ever seen are on the strip. Everything oh else looks gosh, like desert. No what? That's what y'all looking at it from the plane. <laughs> <laughs> y'all not looking at it from like if you're in your car, like I live like 10 minutes on the strip really? this apartment yeah I was like mm-hmm. oh. I heard they have some beautiful properties out there Ooh-wee, though Ooh, let me tell you I had a two bedroom apartment 
two full bathrooms, a Roman tub, two full walk-in closets, a laundry room, a kitchen, a, a living complex with a parking garage. All for $19.99. All for $19.99. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying all that to get to the point of like, I spend the same that I was, when I first moved to New York, I was spending the same amount on a one one room. Like like a box. A one room of three bedrooms right. for what I had for that Okay. in Vegas. So yes, you can get beautiful properties. Would there. you ever live there again? Or are you over it? Um, I wouldn't live there anytime soon. I think I would retire, retire there. there. Oh, okay. Yeah, because okay. like they don't have properties at. Yeah, and the... You can for like you said the value for the what value you get. and you don't property tax like you don't have to pay property right that's pretty it's lit. like double the value yeah. yeah um okay so from UNLV to Bleacher Report yeah right. so that happened because um if I'm gonna keep it a buck with you like yeah I'll keep it a buck so as we talk about like my dad he's plugged right so I had my dad I'm like hey I need an internship and he's like all right I'll make some calls for you. Posting on emails with certain people, I'm talking to them. They're trying to. I get really far along in um, an interview process for an internship at the MBA, um, on their marketing department, and she was just like, you know, like we're trying ISIS, but you're just not qualified. So there's people who are more qualified, they have a lot more experience than you. And mm. I was like, so I got like really down on myself, and I was like, shoot, what can I do? What can I do? What can How I do? old were you at this point? Twenty. Okay. Twenty one. Twenty one. Twenty one. Okay. Twenty one. Twenty one. I think um and i got really down on myself i was telling my roommate my roommate's like oh well, i do this volunteer thing all the time for like billboard awards if you want to like wrangle talent with me and like blah 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 and i was like all right sure so i did it and it's a four-day thing because it's like radio red carpets mm-hmm. and like a bunch of different it's like billboards like an event like a and so for a couple of days i went and it was most volunteers just wrangling talent but i was like I'm gonna try to make this something that I can put on my like on my resume. Yeah. So like I gotta force my way in front of certain people right. and like ask for more responsibility. As you should. Um, and so I was able to have that. I had like an entire job description off of four days. Like I was like not just wrangling talent. <laughs> I like was making um, press schedules for artists. Like 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 Iggy came in and like I met her manager at the door and I was like, hey, like she has a song that just came out. There's 36 stations here, but here are her top like 10 markets. Like this is where she should hit because it'd be a waste of your time to go to these other places. You're only going to be here for 42 minutes. So like, let's make the most out of it. And like little stuff like that made mm. them like notice me. So from there, I um, took that job experience. And that was like in April. Um, hit up some people at NBA at the NBA and was like, hey, I just did this. Like, is there anything open for me? Like, I will do anything, like anything. Hits me back and he's like, yeah, like, do you want to be do you want to like basically shadow um, a production and project manager for NBA TV for summer league? And I was like, yeah, like it's going to be gruesome. Like you're going to have to work nonstop for like three weeks, like with no sleep and it's going to be tough. And I was like, well, I'll do it. Like dope. A lot of young people are not willing yep. to put in the work. Everybody wants to be famous and nobody wants to, to starve to be able to do it. That's the thing. Like, so many people would never do what you did and say, Hey, like I'm down to do anything. Like people don't get, if you, if you get your foot in the door somewhere, mm-hmm. if you have the way, if you have the the gift of gab and you know how to work your way up and talk to people and network, all you need to do is get your foot in the door. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Just get there and then talk to the right people. Learn how to work horizontally and network horizontally and then you'll go vertically. Like that's that's Straight a key. Up. Straight up. Shut up. So did that. I got to my, um, you know, I did my internship for three weeks and it was like really successful. I actually created um, NBA TV's Snapchat account. They didn't okay. even know what Snapchat was. Um, their VP of Sounds PR. like corporate. Yeah, <laughs> a like, snap yeah, what? Like, what? Like, how can we reach the young Papa people? Papa shot who? Yeah. <laughs> like, how can we reach the young people? So I was like, uh, Snapchat. So we created Snapchat and it got like hella impressions. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it was really cool. Um, and I had like a ton of like athletes just like jumping on like the Snapchat platform, like selfie and stuff like that. And they had like, they, 
mind you, this is 2015 or 14. So like they didn't, yeah, it's like 2014. Like yeah. they didn't, nobody was like really onto like social and snap like that. Right. Um, well, like Twitter and stuff, but like right. now like Snapchat and like Instagram wasn't as like heavy back then. Right. Um, so then that was great. I met Lefko, who is a, a host Adam at Bleacher Lefko. Report. Mm-hmm. Adam. Um, and long story short, the following summer, found myself in the same position where I was like, dang it, I got an internship. But in the, in the springtime, the Cumulus Media, which is like Cumulus One, uh, Westwood One Media, so yeah. puts on the Billboard Awards, like they, their VP of marketing hit me up and was like, hey, are you interested in doing American Country Music Awards? I know you don't like country music, but you're really good at what you do. Can you do it for us here? So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. So I did that in April and that was another thing that I could put on my like resume. But this time I like shadowed um, the photographer and I created and I captured social content for them instead. So she was capturing like actual like like static content to live like um, somewhere else like on for a photo album or something. And I was doing all social and I put together like, a social album for them and I like made all their social posts. So I was able to like have a resume now that says I did a bunch of social stuff. Right. So call call Lefko in the summer, like in May. And I'm like, hey, I still don't have an internship. What can I do? What can I do? He's like, you know, maybe you can focus on like building like or figuring out like what you want to do in life. Like you're about to graduate. So like if you don't have an internship yet, like don't get down on yourself, blah, 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 blah. So we have like a two hour conversation about like what I can do with my life. Hang us up the phone, get a text from him right after. And he's Shout like out to Lefko, fellow Eagles fan. Love Lefko. He's like, that's like my bro for life. Um, Hangs up the phone. Literally two seconds later, he texts me. He's like, no fucking way. Sends me a screenshot of an email from HR at Bleacher Report like, hey, employees, this is very last minute. But if you guys know anybody who wants an internship in the next like two weeks, like let us know. <laughs> That's so dope. Look yeah. At God is good. God is so good all the time and all the time he is good. And so like it was just it was really crazy how that just worked out like all at once. I was cry- I went from crying to him on the phone. To him, like, <laughs> like, wait, cry- what? Yeah. Crying tears of joy. I'm still crying. <laughs> literally, literally. So I um, started Bleach Report as a social moments intern. So I was creating content. I was like all editorial for social, like creating like memes and like movie posters and just like social things that met like sports it's like making like social content that messages like sports with like culture Pop and culture. like yeah so i was on that team um and then from there i started making these things called like engagement reports and every single day i made a report of like how our content it's only social moments how it performs in comparison to everything else that Bleacher Report puts out so that we can see that like social content right. and is actually where it's at. Yeah, like the, an, the analytics of it all. Mm-hmm. So I did that every single day of everything that we put out the day before. And on the bottom of it, I did a pop culture report. And that was like all the thing I put trending now and then coming soon. And so it was all the things that people were talking about for That's the day. Dope. That's smart. And then coming soon with the things that were like movie releases. And th- there's just different things that we can start jogging our minds of like where we need to be thinking mm-hmm. as a company of coming forward. Um, and so and you're doing this at what 22 yeah I was doing this at 22 Damn. and I was setting it every morning before people got to their desk so I was like setting it at like 8.45 in the morning making sure that people had it like on their way to the right. work like first thing that they open up um, and then it eventually went from like director to senior directors to executives to the founder of Bleach Report like responding to my emails and was like this, these are great like these wow. are dope keep sending these um so then when I got back to Bleacher Report as a branded content intern, 
I sent I decided to send one just for shits like to see like if anybody like noticed it mm-hmm. and then it was like blew up it was like I had like 20 something replies and everybody <laughs> like oh my god they're back they're back, they're back. <laughs> um so that was really cool but yeah so I did that as an intern and it showed them that like I don't know just show them that, like I'm committed and like I have a job that is to create social content, but I can show you, I've added value as well. Right. I think that's what I always try to do to people is like, you give me a job, but what is my added value? Like mm-hmm. a job, like you're hiring me. You want me because I check off all these requirements, in these boxes. Okay. So does Nick. So do you like, what do I do? Extra. Like, Extra. Like what right. show your value? Yes. How am right, I showing right, my value? Right. Because me meeting my job description is not valuable. No. That's, that's not so, valuable. That's such a key. That's, that's not value. That's not value. Right. That you do what you're supposed to do. That's standard. 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 So, that, did and, that. Huh? And so you so you went from, from being, so you had two internships there? or No, just one internship. Oh, just one, but okay. I basically made it two different things. Okay, like I went okay, from like okay. doing social moments, but I Got would like it. send analytics and like pop culture and like marketing, a bunch of other things to... And as your internship was coming to a close, were you in the same mind state that you were in before Adam gave you that 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 uh that drop on the internship opportunity? Like, were you like, oh shit, like what am I gonna do next? This Mm-mm. internship's about okay. Mm-mm. So how did that? I work? didn't feel that at all. Okay. Um, I didn't feel it because they. I had like conversations with like the president before I left, like gotcha. about like just how my internship experience was. And I had like certain people at the company talking to me about what I did at the company and like what they liked about me and how they wanted me back on their team. Um, and the senior director who ended up hiring me back is somebody that I ran into like, like my last couple of weeks at Bleacher. And he's like, yeah, but this girl, something about her, she's really smart. So I want to stay in contact with her. So I knew that if I went back to school, killed it, crushed my last semester, that I would have a job. That's what's up. I knew. So, and so you've been there now for what a year? Yeah, it's been over a little bit over a year now. So I went from social moments intern, got hired back as a branded content project manager, um, which is completely separate. So I went from editorial to sales, still content, mm-hmm. but free content, like brand building content yeah. to like sold campaigned marketing content. Gotcha. Um, so I, I entered like the sales organization. From there, that's when I moved to experiential marketing, which is also still a part the of the sales. Of sales right. Yeah, sales. So it's Experiential marketing is, um, it's events, but it's also like you're branding for other, uh, you're, you're, you're giving other sponsors like branding as well. So like, for example, at the all-star event we just had, we had seven sponsors on board. We had McDonald's, State Farm, JBL, Brand Jordan, Straight Talk Wireless, Hurricane Heist, and what am I missing? What am I missing? Who am I missing? I can't remember the other sponsor, but um, but that's a sales-driven thing. Sure. It's like mm-hmm. they bought... And so brands come to you looking for ad space or mm-hmm. content space. Yeah, so okay. it's like it comes in like a, as like a, a package, really. So it's like you buy as a, as a as a brand, you'll come to Bleach Report as a media company, and you'll say, like, I want to advertise XYZ. Right. I know you guys have this redress, have this demo, um, and these are my campaign objectives, right? So we look at those, and we're like, okay, we can offer you a media plan where you're buying media space on our page to live on like O&O and app. Right. O&O is like the website, app is like the app and like social and all that, those count as impressions and like media buys. Right, for sure. Added value of that media buy now is experiential. So now how much further do you want your campaign to extend? Do you want it to touch people in real life? If yes, activate at That's our event. Right. Dope. So I know New Amsterdam had gone, had done some things with Bleacher Report 
in the past and mm-hmm. i know they're going to be looking to do some in the near future so i'll uh i'll, I'll pass them a business card um so i i know me personally right so i've been uh delving into more of uh i'm not a 100 percent uh believer in modern medicine Mm -hmm. western medicine Mm -hmm. i tend to steer away from it like i won't even take advil unless it's like my head is like pounding migraine like bleeding through my eyes it's like okay i have to but so we're talking about like maybe once every four Mm -hmm. months right so i've been started to get into more like spiritual cleansing and stuff i've gone out and bought my sage and started burning it all around my house this is a fact like it smells pretty good and um i can't imagine this shit it smells like barbecue yeah it's not that bad i like i I put it on and like okay so i are you're into spiritual Mm -hmm. spirituality and cleansing right so me as a beginner, right? Mm-hmm. What are some things I should be doing outside of burning sage to, I, I don't want to say purify myself, but get myself. So here's my big thing that I have been trying to like educate people on in general is like, it's becoming like very fatty, right? Like fat, like fad, not fat, like fad, like fad, fad. Yeah. For people, right? To I don't want to be that trendy guy just right. to do it, just to burn sage. But, but <laughs> I'm glad that people are like, I'm glad there's awareness around it. People right. are like interested in. It. I'm, I, I like that. Like, I'm happy about that. But in order for it to benefit you in your spirit, like mm-hmm. you gotta kind of know what you're doing. Like, you can't just be like sage. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to be that person. <laughs> like, I'm like, healed. No. Yeah. You can't hold them up like they're like clubs. Like right. Sprinklers people be in the club <laughs> right. lighting sage. Nah, don't bring sparkles. Bring sage. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. So like, what is the full package of I, I know it's probably just like an essence of it right but there's way more to the whole entire package so i say your first starting thing is setting your intentions okay and getting right within um because without that it doesn't really matter how you gonna win uh, if you, you ain't you right with this? seriously <laughs> so like i that's like your first starting point so if you have like sage like before you start saging the place mm-hmm. like sit with your sage sit with yourself mm. silently okay and be like what do i need to work on what am i trying to cleanse who am I trying to become? What do I want to get rid of? Mm. What are the things that are like carrying a lot of weight on me? What are things I want to like put my attention on? Like figure out that stuff about yourself. Like figure out all the different items about yourself first and then get these like, like physical tangible things to hold. But without like the intangibles being figured out, like it's kind of is pointless. Right. I remember this one time I was at work talking to you and Somebody was on my mind that I hadn't spoken to in like a year or months. And I was talking to you about it and you were like, Nick, contact them. Like that means that you're supposed to speak to them. And I'm like, nah, I'm not supposed to speak to that person. I haven't spoken to them forever. Kept thinking about that person during that day later. I think I told you this already, but for the viewers, the listeners, I got home later that night, still thinking about that person. I get a call from that person. We haven't spoken in months. Person says, I've been thinking about you. I need to talk to you. And I'm like, oh shit. Like ISIS was right. I should have just hit them up. Like, mm-hmm. clearly the universe mm-hmm. was saying that we need to speak. Um, and I remember how that kind of, like, it ended in a way that, like, let you know, like, it gave you closure. The closure yeah, that you wanted exactly. for so long. Like, yeah. it was causing you so much, like, emotional. Right. It like, was messing up my work yeah. day because I kept thinking about it. And whatever you resist persists, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, do, in terms of, of, of energy, like, do you are you one of those people that believes in manifestation like whatever you actually speak is going to happen or if you think about things that are bad are they going to happen like how do you view energy on as a whole Um 
it goes back to my whole thing. Like I'm so like, I think that I want people to understand that like, it's like, um, if I could put it like, if, if I could like visually conceptualize this for you guys, it would be like how like the earth has like different cores and layers and like the outside layer is like all these different things you guys are asking me and like on the inside that inner core is like this thing that's like right here that exists like your body your mind your soul that like really is centered together and like has full understanding so i can't really answer that question because it's like it's really Mm. you like it's like you like so if you say like if i say oh my god today sucks but like who i am like knows that like it's not like you know what I mean like I like uh-huh. I can like flippantly be like oh, today sucks so bad but if I'm like actually in if that's not how you it's really, not really feel. how I really feel I'm just talking like I'm just right. like right it's the outer layer it's the outer layer it's kind of like you should not you shouldn't do things like that but you shouldn't hold that much weight to it like so it's like I'll use the reverse if I'm like I'm gonna have a positive day today's gonna be great I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that and it's gonna be awesome but on the inside that inner core is like sucks i'm not that smart i doubt myself i'm this i'm that that doesn't matter that you said all that stuff uh, you know that that's matter. enlightening I've, that's I've the never, first that's time i've heard matter. somebody put it like that right. it doesn't matter wow that's what i was telling you like start inside start inside Somebody sit like, with yourself ken stop worrying about burning sage <laughs> Burn no. something inside your soul for a minute, <laughs> and then light, the, light the sage from inside, <laughs> and then and then light yeah. that fire. <laughs> you know, that's how I. No, yeah. that's real shit. I've I've, I've like my, a light just turned on, a switch is. That's really on right deep, there. yo. I've never thought about that because everything's perpetuating. Okay, so like if the Earth think about it the same way, the Earth, the Earth, the core is very very hot, and it like exudes heat, and like the closer you are to the center of the Earth, the mm-hmm. hotter it gets, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's all these elements on the outside that cause that temperature to get hotter. Mm-hmm. If you are not controlling that center temperature, like all those external things are gonna start penetrating. Gonna be out of whack. Yeah. yeah, so it's like you got to just control that center first, and then. Everything else is like extraneous. That how do you sense. how do you deal with bad days? Like if you're having a bad day, you know, do you just embrace the fact that you're having mm-hmm. a bad day? Oh, or? I embrace pain. Oh, okay. Oh, I embrace it all. I embrace pain. I embrace emotions. So you just love feeling uh-huh. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I think it's important. I think if you don't try to feel, if you don't try to acknowledge how you feel and like really experience it, you're gonna it's gonna come up eventually. Right. Definitely, it will. it's gonna come up eventually. I've been feeling that more and more lately. Like I've been just trying to, no matter what I'm feeling, if it's melancholy or happiness or sadness or anything, I'm just like I'm feeling this way for a reason. I'm gonna embrace it. I'm gonna feel all the feelings, and I know that whatever, if the feeling's positive or negative, it's not gonna last forever. Gonna right. So I'm just gonna embrace the hell out of it and then move on. It's like smoking weed. You got to embrace the fact that you're smoking weed if you're paranoid for a minute it's gonna it's gonna dissipate mm-hmm. eventually just embrace the fact of you made a decision to light that L. Right. so all right i mean it's it's it go, i hear you you know it's just i know of folks like you know just i come in contact with a lot of people mm-hmm. throughout a day right so you have people that are doing good this is in business this is in personal people that are up you know and their spirit is high but then you know you have your people that are down and it's like trying to get those people that are down to get back up and i'm asked like how do you stay because i'm pretty keen right i'm i'm i'm, I'm pretty uh level headed i don't get too high i don't get nah, too low you I, don't i don't i mean if i'm talking about my jets i'll get loud but uh, <laughs> <laughs> this dude might be the most person i know like i said i'll get loud mm. but like what that's just in arguments and joking back and forth like but as far as like mood wise yeah i don't let off my moods 
Like you, if you, I could be having the most shittiest day. Mm-hmm. I'll still look like this. I could have, be having the most mm-hmm. best day. I'm not going to be smiling in everybody's face, right? So I try to keep myself pretty even keeled. Um, so it's like people will ask me, "How do you, how do you do that?" Or like, or I'll give somebody advice. Like, listen, you're going through it, mm-hmm. but like you've been through worse, and you're good. Like it's okay. Like it's another day, and you have to be um, instead of being uh, uh, problem. Uh, oriented, you have to be a solution uh, provider. Are you a Gemini or uh, Libra? So we had this conversation. I, I had this conversation last week. I am not. What somebody you thought you were? No. Oh. I, well, yes, Gemini. To, I was. Somebody asked me what they thought uh, astrology. You were, they thought you were a Gemini well, or a Libra, right? I'll, but I'll just throw that out just to be stupid. Like I'll say, yeah, I'm a Taurus. No, I'm lying. I'm a Scorpio. No, I'm lying. I'm a Virgo. No, I'm lying. Actually, I am a Virgo. But still, like, cause I'm not. So listen to me. I'm not a believer in astrology okay. signs. Okay, I'm that's not, what you're getting. At. Yeah, right. I'm not big on astrology okay. signs. I, for the most part, I think it's generalizations put on people. Where sixty to eighty percent can clearly apply. not up on it because oh, it's astronomy. No. Oh, not astrology. Astrology, sorry. astronomy. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then, like also, I said, you know, there's a difference between your sun sign, your moon, moon sign, your sign, rising yes. sign, because a, you're speaking of your zodiac sign, I'm which is a, different. I'm your zodiac a, sign literally is a general, like it's a it's generalization. generalization. Right. It is like it's that's what it's supposed to be like you're it's supposed to be a generalization so i was here last weekend with ty and um for his birthday and there was like i literally had a 70 minute conversation regarding to somebody try to convince me no this is real i'm just like i mean they they you touched what, on a though? couple of things i'm not gonna front like i don't directly agree with 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 straight zodiac signs right but as of late as of lately i've been hearing more and more uh people go in depth with astrology right and talking about like uh, Mercury and retrograde and like uh, your moon signs and all these different things. And mm-hmm. they've explained certain aspects of it to me. And it kind of makes a lot of sense. Like, convince me. I've yet, mind you, I've yet to be convinced yet. So it's hard. I'm not going to be the one to convince you. I'm not an expert <laughs> on this shit. But the way that people have explained it to me, and then I started thinking about the way I've been feeling yeah. in certain situations, I'm like, damn, like right now I'm supposedly going through uh, my Retro first grade. Saturn's return. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. So Saturn's return, it's like a four year <laughs> span. It happens, I think, three or four times in your lifetime. And my Saturn's return is coming at the age of 29. So I'm about to be 27. Mm-hmm. And they say that for the, like for three years, you go through like extreme life, life lessons and changes. And I'm like, yo, you know, what's crazy though, from age like 20 to 25, my life was very even. Like there was no high up down. Everything was like on the up and up. As soon as I hit like 25 turning 26, yo, Shit started the straight roller coaster. Real, yeah. But I the most growth that I felt in my entire life was between uh January twenty seventeen and now. So that's between the ages twenty five and twenty seven right there. And I mean, I I feel like this has been my biggest growing, you know, mm-hmm. growing uh span. So it made a lot of sense. I'm not gonna. I'm not an all-knowing person. I feel like there's so much more to life than what meets the eye that I can't sit there and tell somebody that's completely false. Yeah, I agree. the same way that you know there are people that don't believe in God, and then there are people that do. So it's like nobody knows for a fact what is what in terms of what we cannot right. see. I mean, we can't see air, but we know it's there. It's there. Right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, it goes into that. So I, I understand that energies are real. Hundred percent. And like I said, the same way goosebumps come up and you can't explain right. the shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I and I I I understand that 
But I could also, yeah, Ty's sitting down because Ty, <laughs> Ty knows we were just having this conversation about a week ago. But um, but like you said, okay, so going through, what did you say, Saturn's? Saturn's return. Saturn's return, right? You go through it when? Four years, a four-year period? It happens every, I don't know how many, how often that's it happens. My ener- that's like, my energy, like. You're definitely a skeptic. I, I am. It depends, yeah. also your, it depends on your sign. <laughs> yeah, he's look, he's looking like, oh, you're selling, you're selling <laughs> no, snake because, oil. Listen. Oh, ah, you're, snake oil. <laughs> the snake oil is gonna cure my my gout. Oh, <laughs> no, but listen. So, like, the reason why I say that is because the time period that you described in between the twenty, in between twenty five and thirty, right? I'd say, well, no, it's not the same age for everybody, though. But I would say that that time that time frame between twenty three and thirty is when people go through the most growth in their life because literally they're transitioning from being not their parents child anymore to being an adult to actually realizing adult issues and adult problems and paying rent and paying bills and realizing uh, you have to get along with others or you don't get along with others and that's just your personal like that's that personal time where you realize exactly who you are right so that in itself is a range of growth yeah so I'd, I'd to put i guess that's a way to put a specific term on it but really everybody goes but that's through that. modern but that's like modern life is read right now like you're like the way you're saying it, i'm like going but that's a that's that's that's, that's modern that's our modern day of living though because if you think about it it's just putting a practical but, but if you think about it, it these theories have been around for Forever. centuries way so long people were li- time yes. so it's now. like you're saying this now like people move out of their parents homes and they go and live their lives but 500 six, a thousand years ago that wasn't necessarily the case and, abso- and, it and these people didn't do that age. it happened at different times right so it people did it instead times. of at 23 people yeah, were doing it at 13 were, people were moving yeah. yeah so that's that's very relative that's what we're doing now but these theories are not new so it's like these things have been existing for hundreds of years mm-hmm. and it's like i can't necessarily tell the same way the mayan mayan people believe the mayan calendar or whatever i don't know too much about the mayan calendar but the way they see it the world works in a certain way. So whenever people talk about astrology and uh, anything from like soulmates to twin flames and all these supernatural things, I'm like, yo, I can't even be mad at y'all. Like I did Reiki, Reiki therapy one time. Do you guys know what that is? No. Yeah. So Reiki is like the study of energies and chakras inside your body. And I went to a Reiki therapist and she basically she was not a psychic but I do it. I'm interested. I've had my yeah. tarot's read multiple times. That's something I haven't done. I'm kind of afraid tarot. of tarot cards. Somebody really? read my palm when I was in high school. No lie. The shit started to happen. Like some of the events were happening and I was like, damn, I wish I never did that Dude, shit. You should do the tarot. No, 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 no. <laughs> right. There's certain things I'm just I'm I'm I try to be as open minded as possible, but there's just certain things I can't bring myself to do because if a tarot card woman like looks at the card and then looks at me. And says, I'm booking out the door. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so going back to, to chakras the, and to all of that. So the Reiki uh, therapist, the she Reiki therapy. she did the therapy to me. You lay down in a table. First, you get in a room. Uh, this is how she did it. We got in a room. We start just conversing about life. Like I met her actually when I was producing uh, No Script in cool. Oakland. Yeah. So she was the hair and makeup person. And... We just were like really cool. Like we just kind of connected and we were being very friendly. She ended up leaving her. Uh, she forgot to include a certain part of her information to get paid on her W-2 form. So I went back outside to give her a W-2 form and we were talking and I was like, yo, you're really dope. She's like, 
take my number. If you like have any other gigs coming up, let me know. So I took her number and texted her so she could have mine. And she texted me back the day ne- the day later. And she was like, Nick, I don't want this to sound weird, but something tells me that you and I should like have a talk. And I'm like, whoa, what is she like? What is she getting into? She's like, I'm a Reiki therapist. And I think you should go through this. Like, you should go through this process. What's crazy is a couple months before that, I had been in an Uber and the Uber driver told me that he had just done Reiki. So I kind of knew what it was. But mm-hmm. if she would have just mentioned that out of thin air, I would have been like, I don't know what the hell that is. Shit sounds like voodoo. I'm good. <laughs> but I happened, had an open mind, went to do it. We had an open conversation about life. And I just felt very comfortable sharing everything with her like i told her shit that i haven't told people in years like from everything from family life to relationships to everything and she kind of told me what my strong suits were in terms of the way i'm living my life and what i need to work on and the things that she was saying that i need to work on i had never expressed that to anybody it's and it had a lot to do with my work life and I was like, damn, this is crazy. And she was telling me about, she was like warning me about certain people in my life. And it, yo, the shit came out to be true. And I was just like, I hit her up literally maybe three months ago after not speaking to her for like seven, eight months to tell her, yo, what you said to me was fact. And thank you for sharing all that info with me. And, you know, just to get into depth of what Reiki was like, after we had our conversation and we went through this thing where I was like, damn, you just enlightened me. You lay down on the table and uh, you can't, I wasn't allowed to watch what she was doing. I had to have my eyes closed, but she had certain crystals that she was like putting above each of my mm-hmm. chakras. Mm-hmm. I believe we have like seven chakras. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it's the color of the rainbow, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Ty, Ty's like. I'll be on my yoga, boy. Yeah. So you already know. We should talk. I, I didn't fall asleep during the reiki therapy session but i was in another state of it was like i was in between sleep and being awake like i was super relaxed almost yeah and it almost yeah like i was lucid dreaming in a way okay like i would be in and out of like certain daydreams it kind of felt like uh but she was doing it for about an hour and it felt like five or ten minutes it was weird uh but shout out to the people that are down to try new things like one of my friends just did ayahuasca uh, for the first time That's last a week. crazy too, though. I don't know if I'm ready for I'm that. I'm not ready for that shit. Ayahuasca <laughs> quick, is... So ayahuasca is an herb that's found in certain rainforests and mainly people in like i think guatemala like the indigenous people and natives of guatemala like they uh the shamans that's what they're called they like make this this drink that's kind of like the black panther thing when he went to the exactly have your power similar similar in that that very similar form yes so they drink it and after you drink it it makes you uh First you vomit. It's like DMT, almost. and then you hallucinate. It's like shrooms, but it, it, it's it's designed. the The whole point of it is for you to face the fears. Yeah, it's DMT. It's oh. like basically to Mushroom. face the fears that you're most afraid of, right. and it it's supposedly to give you a, like a life changing experience. And if you want to see somebody do it, the Chelsea Handler show on Netflix actually has an episode where she does ayahuasca, and it makes her face fears of. It makes her face like things that she's been guilty about. Like she blamed herself for her brother's death. Um, a whole bunch of shit. But yeah, kind of went down. But you feel great afterwards though. Like it kind of like pulls up all those things in you. that Right. Feeling it's like an enlightenment. But yes, yo, enlighten yourselves. Like do shit that you, that your parents told you are the devil. 
but honestly also just explore yourself like we were talking about earlier about finding that core within you just really explore that and test that and and question that and challenge that um started doing something new every morning where i always journal but like every morning now i make it a point i used to work out every morning and instead of that um i journal mm. like before I look at my phone, before I do anything, what are my first thoughts this morning? How do I feel this morning? It forces you to sit with yourself and be like, what are my fears? What am I excited about? What was I thinking about all night? How do I feel? Like it just forces you to kind of like before your day gets so crazy, right. before other things um, like external factors start like contributing to your day and your mood and your thoughts and like how, you, how you're feeling, you should sit with yourself and just be like, all right, seven o'clock in the morning, sitting here, pen and paper, let's write. How do I feel right now? What am I looking forward to? What am I nervous about? And that way you kind of like your thoughts are kind of sorted through and your energy is at a level where you're understanding it. Instead of sometimes I feel like if you move so quickly, you are cognizant of the things that you're thinking about and the way that you feel all the time. So it causes you to slow down. And and you do kind of chronicalize your thoughts and yeah. your emotions over a period of exactly. time and I can go back and look at them right. you know what I mean like I'm able to go back and look at my journal and be like okay on Monday I felt like this Tuesday I felt like this Wednesday I felt like this oh Thursday I felt like it kind of just helps you gauge that's really um, dope how you're feeling I'm actually listening to an audiobook uh of this this short story this uh collection of short stories by George Saunders it's called the 10th of December mm-hmm. uh dope dope book but uh, one of the short stories is actually just listening to a journal, like journal entries from this woman and kind of like you listening to like a journal, journal entries. It's kind of crazy because you get to actually see people's moods. And mm-hmm. when she skipped a few days, like she's like, yeah, I've been through like the past few days have been crazy. I'm sorry. I missed a couple of days. And then it's just like, yo, people really every day is 24 hours in a day. A lot can happen. A lot happens yeah. in 24 hours. You could be feeling like the fucking king of the world on Thursday and Friday, your dog dies and everything, your mm-hmm. world changes. Mm-hmm. And you can never predict how mm-hmm. shit is going to be. Right. Well, uh, Ice, we appreciate you coming by, sharing your time with us and uh, sharing your opinion with us. Uh, where can the good people find you on social media? Um, I'm Twitterless Isis. <laughs> Don't have a Twitter, but uh, hey. you, can follow, <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram. It's Isis, I S I S dot Chanel, C H A N E L, and uh, maybe LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> True indeed. I was Twitterless for a long time, but Dave and Fab made me get it for the show. I'm only at like 100 followers right now. I feel kind of bad about Definitely that. Definitely tweet a lot. I, 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 have to, I have to figure out how to get to 200, like. ASAP. Yeah, I used to be on Twitter. It's hard to get Twitter followers Nick, these come days. On. Get, 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 it is. Get, get. I was like popping on Twitter before, and then I played college basketball and I tweeted something I shouldn't have. Oh. Day. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, all right, all right, I ain't fucking with Twitter no more. <laughs> yeah, Twitter. Uh, my, I remember I was in a journalism boot camp, and the director of the boot camp called it Twitter Glitter and Shitter. Hell yeah. <laughs> and he showed us like six people who have lost their careers from tweets. Uh, all right, mine wasn't that bad, but. It just was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't. Probably do shouldn't do that. that. Yeah, yo, yo, it's like a gun, yo. If that you fire that shit off, it it's is right. in the atmosphere. Yeah. Actually, two girls uh, that had a very popular show at at my company recently got fired because of something they tweeted when they were 16 years old about I think Barack Obama being a terrorist, and their mother was the head is the head of a anti-Muslim hate group. What? Like she's she was deemed by a country as a terrorist. 
Um, so yeah, they got fired from from hosting yeah, the show. Cool. Their show was called uh, actually Dylan from BR got interviewed by interviewed by For them real? at the uh, Super Bowl. Their show, the girl is called Girl with No Job. Oh, I know you're. Talking yeah, about. and the yeah. show is called the. Uh, it was called like the Breakfast Hour. Oh, Morning Breath. The Morning Breath. Yeah, they got. Yeah. Wow. Well, now they gonna have to work. What a on time Fox. that we're like. What a time that we're living in. Where like hate groups are now considered terrorists too. This is awesome. Right. Let's yeah, end it's on about that time. note. Yeah. <laughs> it's about time. Equality. We're on our way. <laughs> mad late. Um, <laughs> I know. Y'all get me to 200, please. Um, <laughs> Everybody follow Ken on Twitter. Please do that. Um, so uh, the tip for the evening going out. And uh, I mean, they, they pretty much dropped the, the gems for y'all today. Um, but I also have like a a, a, a fight or flight, right? There's, there's only two options you could do when faced with a situation. You could fight it mm-hmm. or you can run. Um, I was in a ring this Sunday and I was boxing for real. Like before it was just sparring, but this time... It was for real. A word. So we I, we were we were throwing like haymakers, bombs, and like we both shout out to Fur because we both were. I mean, I made his nose bleed, but like he roughed me up a couple times. Like a couple, like that one hit. I have so much respect for boxers because I got tagged like one good time and like my bell wasn't rung, but I felt it right. And it's like you have and two you had options. on a headpiece. Head, too, on, right? head on a headpiece. So like it's either you can. Like run away, it's like nah, fam, I'm good. Or you could just stand there and swing back, right, and and face whatever object and situations in front of you. I'm not gonna lie to you. Last night I was like, damn, should I should I get checked out? Like I'm not sure if I'm supposed to lay down. Or, oh, oh. <laughs> right. you thought you had a concussion? I wasn't. I didn't have. I've had a concussion before, but trust me, I've had a concussion before. I know what that felt like. So I know I did not have that. But I knew I had taken a couple shots, and I was still feeling it after. So, um, so I was good, right? But, um, but like I said, once you get hit, every like Mike Tyson. This is one of Mike Tyson's most famous phrases. I every, broke my back. Well, <laughs> <laughs> spinal, spinal. Can I leave on a, a note too? Sure. Can I do that? Go okay, ahead. y'all, for real, don't meet the standard. Please do not meet the standard. If somebody gives you a job or an opportunity, do not do what's expected of you go above and beyond if you ever 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 want to get anywhere in life you cannot expect to do anything in life at like the standard or what's expected that's a no-go Two, um get your core right like not your abs like you're literally like your core your inner self your mind your body your soul get all that right and then everything else will fall into place mic drop amen (laughs) um Ken, just state your name. Yeah, I was gonna let's say, be with, out. With that said, <laughs> with that said, my name is Ken. Bartender. <laughs> I'm Nick, <laughs> and you listen to the Last Goal Podcast. Cheers. Cheers.